dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. We back. Uh-huh. You Can't Make This Up podcast, episode 90. Nine zero. Wow. That 100 mark is creeping hey, up on us, up. bro. Man, uh, so much to get to. So little bit of time. But, yeah. man, let's start <laughs> with the Saints and Vikings ending of that game. Where were you when that all went down? Man, I was in the bed. Back and forth between helping clean up the house and watching the game. It's not my team, but my shout out to my old coworker Vicky. Uh, she was a, a diehard Minnesota fan when mm. I worked at the post office. So she was a her and her husband. We would go to like B Dubs on Tuesdays and chill out with beer and wings and just kick it. So I'll watch a little bit of it just for her. Man, when I tell you I saw that play. <laughs> And I'm like, my first thought was really like, we just saw like the prayer, like the 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 street lights came on. It's the last play, five seconds, and the countdown, five, four, three, and you just throw it like throwing it up, bro. Like it was just amazing that I got to see that. Bonkers, man. Crazy, bonkers. Bro. Good ass game. They've been replaying it on NFL Network yeah. all week long, man. So. My experience was a little <laughs> bit different from yours. Um, I was watching the game on and off, on and off, you know, because I was a little upset because uh, what happened earlier into the day, a mm-hmm. uh, certain team <laughs> that I root for kind of gave up uh, 45 points to Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars. But uh, yeah. we'll yeah. save that for another day when I'm not so upset. So yeah, I really yeah, wasn't yeah. paying close attention. <laughs> I saw that uh, Minnesota was up like 17 to nothing at halftime, but I'm like, man, it's Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Drew Brees fan. Uh, Drew Brees is like in my top, probably my top five favorite quarterbacks yeah. of all time. I wouldn't say he's a top five quarterback of all time. It's just like quarterbacks that I like to watch play. John exactly. Elway is up there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's up there. Drew Brees, Ben is up there. Like dudes that I really enjoy watching play in the game. So I was like, man, it's Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. I've been watching Drew Brees since he was at Purdue. He yeah. took Purdue yeah. to the Rose Bowl. Like, he's never out of it, bro. He's and six feet tall and he's No, he's not. That he's pill. like 5'10", 5'11". That's what, <laughs> they write on, that's what they write on paper. Yeah, man. So I'm like, all right, man, that's enough time. So they come back and they make the comeback complete. Dude, mm-hmm. uh, like on fourth down, completes the uh, out route. Yep. Gets the uh, in the field goal range. That's they the crazy booted. part. Fourth and 10. And they and keep the drive going. Keep the drive going. They kick it, mm. and I'm like, oh man, that's that's a wrap. So, what do I do? I get in the car. <laughs> so I'm driving, whatever, whatever. <laughs> so I'm listening to part of it on the radio, and then I go inside Kroger, and then as I'm in Kroger, I'm like, what going the crazy. going on? <laughs> My man's Tim hit me up. I can't believe it. <laughs> You said they needed a miracle. They just got a miracle. I'm like, what? 
I'm like, word? <laughs> so I didn't want to be left out. So yeah. immediately, what do you do nowadays? Yeah, you, you jump on Twitter. Video. You got to find the video. You want a video and I'm hunt. I'm sitting there in Kroger like, oh, <laughs> So, man, when I tell you, wow. And then the second thing I thought of is the guy who misses the tackle. He, like, olays. Yeah. Like, completely misses him. You go from getting the, I believe it was the fourth quarter, third or fourth quarter pick earlier in the game, go from being the hero to the zero, bro. Real quick. Like, I mean, to be that, to be in that moment and knowing football, that's the part about, like, that play showed me the people who I want on my team and who I don't because I'm a thinker. So on that play, if that's happening to me, and I, I'll take the, the, the penalty because mm-hmm. you still got to kick a 58-yarder probably because it wasn't like we was down in the, you know, that happened at like the 35, you know, so he had a ways to run to get into the end zone still. <laughs> so if you, even if you hit him there, spot foul, they got a couple seconds to make a decision on a long kick. Hey, better than giving up the touchdown. The Not, touchdown. <laughs> yeah, the touchdown. The game winner. Like, you're, the Minnesota you're a safety. Miracle. You're mm. a safety. You're a safety for a reason. Safety. Stay back. Yeah. Like, he whiffed on the tackle. It was just all bad, I man. blame John Ma- uh, uh, Madden. <laughs> his stick? Creating that his stick, bro. That his stick is embedded into our souls, and it's like we we live for that. That's that's why, you know, that's why I go watch the highlights, or that's why I go, if I didn't see something, that's why I go back and watch it because I want to see that moment. And my kids, man, my kids are funny as hell. They When I'm watching sports now and I come up front with them, they ask me, like, who's playing? I'm like, oh, it's, you know, Minnesota and and uh, and uh, the Saints. And they go, oh, okay, so the one we know screaming. Because they know <laughs> when Cincinnati on, they joke me all the time, let's go, AJ. I'm screaming through the house. I'm, oh, I'm getting hyped. Like, that's why I watch football. So yeah. to have them impacts, I blame the stick, bro, because he, he want that stick deep down inside. He just... 2.5 seconds too soon, brother. Yeah, man. Missing. And then the second thing I thought of as I saw the play, I was like, man, I hope that wasn't uh, Justin Hardy. He's from Cleveland. Mm. And um, I went to high school with his cousin. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it's like, yo, he's a rookie, is a young boy. And I was like, I hope that's not him. Unfortunately, it was another rookie. And it was his team, but at least it wasn't him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, man, like, yo, like, I actually would know somebody like that's related to you. Like, yikes. That's one of those things that's like when we're watching the, you know, 25th anniversary of whatever next week or two weeks is going to be, you know, Super Bowl-wise, that's going to be in the monologue. Like All it, the time. You just, you just saw something that's stapled into the, you know, into the fabric of the NFL. I mean, I mean it's already – it's only 2018, man, and you already know that's going to be like the top three players of 2018 on ESPN, be. without yeah. a doubt. Already, already got an SB in the bag. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's, it's guaranteed. That was one of them things. Oh, man. man. So, you had one hell of a Friday, bro. Bruh, we've been saying this for three of the four last pods, I think, bro. It's been, <laughs> it's been 2018 ain't playing with your boy. Ain't playing, man. I've had so much going on in my personal so much going on with just like every day. I it's like, what's next? <laughs> I'm expecting it now. It's crazy, bro. But man, it, basically for the people, I'm you know keep it real Sunday. Uh oh. 
I had to go to. I had an appointment with the VA that I had to go to per school. I couldn't couldn't blow this one off. So I needed to go help set up some sound for the old school groove with ninety two. Yes, sir. So I got up early in the morning and went to my storage unit to grab all my stuff, so that way I can have it with me right after the appointment. I can skirt over there and get you know get everything set up. Get to the storage unit about eight in the morning. Um. Literally get put the key into the lock. I turn the lock with no no like no uh anger on my mind or no frustration. It was just a normal key and turn. And it felt like the the lock turned. So I when I go to pull the key out, it's just the chip of the key. Like the whole entire key is in the lock. I'm like, the lock froze? I'm like, oh you no, know, but it's supposed to be like forty some degrees. So right. I'm thinking, well, you know, I can get this out. Man, I spent so many hours, number one, trying to use different razor blades and things to pick this key out, and the key is just stuck in there. I feel like it just, like, it won't budge. It's not coming out. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture you sent me, man. I, I'm like, it don't look like it's any grooves to get, like, any yeah, like, you're tweezers just, you're, in there. You're just sliding in. The, there's no needle noses that can, that can grab onto it. There's nothing to grab. It's just... And then messing with it, I probably done pushed it in more than I have pulled it out because right. I've had I still had the lock on the storage unit as, as we speak. Two days later, so I've had people come try to cut it the way it's positioned on there. They need to cut it, and it's not they need to cut both sides, and they don't want to damage the garage and threats from the storage company like that where my stuff is and don't damage anything, and they got cameras and. Bro, it was okay. So, what do the people at the storage unit say okay, when yes. this happened? So, first thought when that happened. Now, the cool thing, the one thing I thought was in my favor was my stepdad has two or three units over there. A couple of his kids have some cars they park over there, and then uh, hit the campers there. So, like, they know my family. Got it. loyal customers. Exactly. So we'll every, look out for every you. time I go in to pay, I got to spend that eight minute conversation with the lady at the storage desk. Cause, How so and so? Where's the things going? What's your DJing this week? You know, so that's the question usually, which is cool. I don't mind that stuff. So I call her. I'm like, hey, it's Kevin. I just broke my key into my lock. And uh, she was like, what kind of lock do you have? I was like, one of those like disc round. She's like, oh, man. She was like. So do they provide them or you provide your own lock? Either or. Okay. You, you can buy one from them or your own. Um, I went on the high end. I wanted to lock my stuff up. Right. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to get a cheap lock. So yeah. I got a pretty decent one. <laughs> apparently. <think>? Apparently. <laughs> so she tells me that they normally don't have to. Like, my question. Okay, let me. So my question was to her, do you have something that I can cut this off with? And she says, no, we usually have to call someone that the owner of this lot uses to cut locks. I'm like, so that's an option today, right? She's like, well, I'll call and see, but we never usually have like same day service. Like it's never, it's never like a a, a normal seat that people like have to get in there. Like right. it's something that if that happens, you know, we can schedule it. You know, sometimes the company next door to has somebody there with the tool needed to cut it too. So she told me those two options. So, I said, well, let me see what's up. Let me figure out if I can even get this out my own first. I don't, you know, got to figure out what's what. So I call my stepdad. I get a couple things from his house, come back, and I'm using little razor blade knives Mm -hmm. and little nail nose pliers trying to wiggle this thing, and I'm trying to get get it nothing. 
I went and got a lighter, trying to heat up the lock, trying to get it warm. I mean, I'm doing everything I can, right, for this lock. So then I'm spending probably a good hour and a half, two hours messing with this lock. Call my stepdad back. He calls a friend that he knows is a locksmith. I'm like, cool, that'll work. So in the meantime, excuse me, morning coffee. In the meantime, morning, Joe. I had to go back to get my kids for school and get them situated because the— Rewind, rewind, rewind. What time did you get to the unit? 8 in the morning. 8 a.m.? Yeah. Okay. It started at 8 a.m., and I, those, those hour and a half that I spent there, I had to go get the kids to school. Once the kids went to school, I had to go to an appointment that I have personally with the VA right. I couldn't miss. So then since the plan was to go set up and I couldn't, after the appointment, I'm back all the way back to the storage unit, and I'm there from about 12-something until it's time to pick up the kids. Mm. Now, this is the problem when you have one vehicle in your life and you got a family of three kids and a wife. So I had to leave what I was doing there. My storage unit is about 20, 15 minutes from my house. It's not like it's like down the street. So I had to drive back, go get the kids, because my daughter, oldest daughter, on Tuesday turns 10. We going up. So the initial thing was, hallelujah, they're celebrating before Tuesday on a <laughs> on an old school groove Friday <laughs> to where all I got to do is drop off the gift. <laughs> Hope y'all have a good time. And I'll come back at one when things are movied and sleeping bagged time of the night. I'll miss all the hustle and bustle. Yeah. But since I'm dealing with this lock and I can't get into my storage unit where all of my DJ equipment is, so I can go DJ. Define all. Everything that I had. Okay, let me. Okay. Because <laughs> See, when this, you told me, I hope y'all are ready to listen to this because this is this is all gonna make sense when it's all done. All is everything but my laptop. My turntable, my mixer, my speakers, my lights, my pole, my amp, my cords, everything that I have DJ-wise is in there. Because last week when we talked about the how how was your weekend, <laughs> I had car trouble. So I have, a, I have a donut on my car, right? So earlier in midweek, a guy that I'm doing some work with, we were coming up with some ideas because I'm making some mixes for the for the for the uh, little league basketball team that I'm you know doing some stuff with. So I have my stuff with me in my car. Mm. So I get to the storage unit, and my stepdad was talking about possibly on Friday helping me get my tire fixed. Because I don't get because if you rewind to two pods ago, <laughs> I, my GI bill. When I, I okay, I go to school and I get government assistance. Um. For going to school, doing, t- changing my career. So they told me up front that the money is like good through 2020. When usually when I hear that, that means every month I'm getting that same money until, you know, I'm done with school. Well, they didn't tell me because some benefits that happens. With this benefit, it all goes by the date. So like when winter break hit December 8th to January 8th, I only got in January one week worth of assistance because mm. I was only in school from December 1st to December 8th. So I didn't get a whole check in in January. Mm. Okay, so I've been DJing and living by the living by the savings account and all that stuff. So I was gonna he was gonna help me Friday and I was gonna pay him February when my full check come. So that was the plan for Friday initially. So get it all back together. It all weaves so, together so nicely. <laughs> so I had to. I couldn't do that Friday because I'm messing with this lock. Now. Time time patterns and schedules and planning has got all messed up because I've been at this storage unit all day. So I got to go get the kids. Then I got to get 
um, them situated for her party, get all the things that they're taking for the party back to my mom's house, get everything, you know, ready out the car and to the party, then back to the storage unit again to still try to get this done before I got to be there at seven ish to start setting up from eight for the eight to 12 event. Right. So, man, all day long, no one can get into this lock. No, everyone I'm calling is saying they don't, they either don't provide that service or, I would have to see it, and, you know, I'm out on – I got a, a call ahead of you, and I got this, that, and the third. And like, I guess it was a busy day for Locksmith on Friday. <laughs> People locking themselves out of the cars. I'm sure that happens more than you think. Yeah. You know, when you, when you need the service and you ain't getting the service, you start thinking about, well, I guess there is a couple of different reasons why Locksmiths Yeah, this ain't triple A. Business. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you got triple A, <laughs> you call them, and 45 minutes they come there and get you out. A Locksmith, you know, they got – Homes to get into. Yeah, he could be ca- have car people. He trouble. could have scheduled scheduled uh, like what I call gig schedule work. You know, yeah, changing locks on businesses, homes, knows? and everything. All like I know that. is I wasn't getting the service, <laughs> and I was getting more and more fucking frustrated of the whole thing. Keep it real, son. yeah, yeah. I was I was getting TO'd, brother. So it was basically it came down to so earlier in that I'm keeping in contact with Faith, letting her know what's going on at about. One or two, I'm like, I don't know. You probably don't want to hear this, but you might want to consider calling somebody because, you know, I knew coming up that at three I had to go back to get the kids, and I knew I had to go take, you know, for stuff to this. I knew my time at this storage unit just, you know, I couldn't just – I had other things I had to do too. Right. So time was going to run out. And this is where I come into play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Stink. In, yeah, I'm in the studio doing my thing, whatever, whatever. Friday, like, all right, trying to slot about this moon early today. Go home, take a nap before I go work the club yeah. tonight. She busts in the studio like, yo, you talked to Kev? I'm like, uh, earlier. <laughs> What's up? Right. What do you know that I don't know? I'm going to stay extra vague on this yeah. whole topic. Like, he broke his key in his lock and he can't get his equipment out. I'm like, oh, like, just like speakers? It's like, eh, everything. He said everything except for his computer. I'm like, that's when I hit you up. Like, yo, yeah. if you need mine, you can use mine, and then maybe we can find some way to get some speakers or whatever, whatever. She's like, what am I going to do? I was like, drug. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Um... He's like, you got to find me another DJ. I was like, I got to find you another DJ? <laughs> I'm like, yo, um, the only other DJ I would recommend uh, is in Columbus. <laughs> DJ O'Peasy. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I know DJ O. He ain't coming down on yeah. the last minute. And that's He's a always, very resonant person. O is like literally my Mr. Miyagi. Like we talk a lot about a lot, you know, and I know O well enough to know. <laughs> that this man number one has his own business. Yeah. <laughs> number two, he don't live down the street. Yeah. And I know what it takes to get things together for a gig. Yeah. And I know the, the someone hit me at four o'clock for eight o'clock. It's a ninety five percent chance to know that's what I really want to do to you. And man. that ticket gonna be cr- 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 yeah. Cr- In hindsight, I thought about like, well, I could have hit up uh, Ty. I did. Oh, okay. What happened with that? Yeah, so so, 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 <laughs> so I'm after, just curious now. We just we just talking now. This so, might get us in trouble. I just want to know. Like it. So after I I hear, I mean, I hit faith with the you might want to call. I'm literally trying to juggle calling people that can help me with this lock, calling people that can help me with this gig, 
and the time of they don't have to get the, get this word and be ready to go by eight o'clock. Yeah, with speakers set up with everything. So my first hit up was Ty, didn't get no answer. Hit up my other boy DJ already, hit him up, no answer. So now I hit up Al. I'll answer the phone like he in that deep pregame nap that we talked about earlier. <laughs> I said, Was oh. Al even in town this week? Yeah, he was back. Oh, okay, I thought he was in NY. He was in NY the previous week. Okay. And I hit him up. I'm like, I know the answer is probably no, but uh, you, you working? Know. I mean, yes, but you working tonight? He's like, yeah, I'm at Sheik's. Yeah. Like, figures. I'll hit you back later. Hope all is well, brother. He's like, I'm working. <laughs> like, so, ain't got time to explain. So when I hear that, I'm like, man, you know what? If I call Ron Dolo, I don't know what this response is going to be. Let me get a vet in the game to help your boy out to wiggle in this whole 911 emergency. So, cause I, cause I don't, cause I knew how what Ron ticket be. You know, you got, you got to just know the game and know yes, what you do with sound. With, exactly, exactly. So I call up Meech. <laughs> Chop it up with Meech. I was hoping that maybe, cause sometimes I. I know from working with Meech over the years that he has juggled a gig in the evening, came to the club at 12, 30, 1 o'clock, and straightened up the club for the rest of the night type of type of nights. Like, I've, I've seen him do that before. So I was hoping that maybe he had, you know, some extra speakers, which I figured the sound he has is in the cheeks, yeah. you know, more than likely. But I still hit him up. And he was like, I'm, I'll make some calls for you. I'm like, yeah, just make sure they can handle the night. Like, I don't want... I don't want DJ so and so. I I didn't give him no name. I literally said DJ so and so that only spends these type of nights to try to handle. This is really an old school, yeah. old school ninety two point one shit. So I was making that clear to everybody I talked to. So hung up, still had no one, and then all of a sudden I get this call. And I looked at it, say DJ Ron, legendary, legendary. I was like, ah, well, here it go. I'm like, oh gee, what up? <laughs> Butter that bread. <laughs> oh gee, what up? So he like, yeah, what's up? And I told him what's going on. He was like, what time? I'm like, it's doors open at eight. They want the music playing usually a little earlier if they can, but eight to twelve is the event, you know. But today they're gonna have to be cool with eight to twelve because because Marshall like to be, have me playing music by seven thirty, but I'm getting paid to be there from eight to twelve. So yeah. you gonna have to pay me extra half hour work if you want music playing extra half hour early. That's how how I feel. But Told him what was up, and uh, he was—he seemed to be like he was okay with it. So I'm the, my first question was, and it's not at Jilly's no more because it's closed, so we got to bring sound. I'm like, and they usually give me about the two fifty, and I wait. <laughs> and he like, okay, okay, well, uh, yeah, let me—I'm picking up my kids right now, but I got you. Wow. So I just hang up. Like OG said, he got me. I'm like, if this goes south, you know. <laughs> Hey, OG said he got me. If I can't trust the OG, who can I trust? You know, that's how I'm feeling now. So so then I hit Faith. Like, I hit Ron hit me up, said he got me. He can cover down. Her first response, because we all know the game. Yes, sir. He notices with sound. I'm like, yes. I'm like, so I tell him, like, look, I told him X, Y, Z, what I just told y'all. I told her, her, told her his replies. I'm like, that's all I know. I'm like, I text her his number. Like, you need to hit him up. I don't have no, because I'm still dealing with this car. I'm still <laughs> frustrated that I haven't ate a meal all day. I've been standing in the front of a garage. so I'm, Talk about intermittent fasting. So, yeah, so I'm really <laughs> frustrated with the whole day and just not even like, I'm still in morning clothes because I went, you know, right after the appointment. I just went, I mean, right after the morning shit, I just went into the appointment in my 
what I wore to the storage unit because I plan on coming back home to get dressed to go to my appointment. So I'm in these sweats and old hoodies and just work clothes yeah, literally all day long. And it was just one of them days, bro, where like everything was just like not making sense, not working. And I didn't really explain why all my stuff was in there because when I went to the storage unit, my uh to get my tire, I forgot that my DJ equipment was in there from when I went to go do the stuff with my boy with his team. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to leave the I don't want to put the tire on on right. top of nothing. And so I just took the, you know, the first thing you do is empty out the trunk. So I just took the turntables out like it's about to be 40, 50 degrees next couple of days. Like it ain't gonna be freezing in here. They'll be cool. Set them in there, throw the tire in the back to get ready for Friday morning when I was supposed to be doing that instead of this storage unit. So I threw the tire in there, <gasps> locked up. That was it. So the, I, when I went there earlier in the week, I had just put the stuff there for the two days. That it was going to stay there, but it wasn't going to be freezing, freezing cold because I have my little blankets I wrap around it. I try, treat my stuff nice. Yeah. So that's why they was in there. So normally they would have been in the house. So Okay. So this is where I come back in. I'm at the crib. Take a power nap. Yeah. I have my, my uh, Apple Watch on. And uh, people are familiar with the Apple Watch when your phone rings, your watch starts to ring. Mm-hmm. So I'm KO. <laughs> it's Faith. Voicemail, bro. I'm sleeping. <laughs> 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 like 20 minutes later. Like, are you serious? Voicemail. Then I finally wake up, wake up. I'm like, yo, she's called me five times, bro. So I call her back, like, what do you want? <laughs> what more do you want from me? <laughs> Like Ron said, he gonna do do it. I'm like, oh, you in there then? Right. And just like you, I was like, you know, you gotta bring sound, right? <laughs> He's like, he said he was. I was like, it's just like I don't think I've ever heard him spin. How is he? I was like. He's Ron Hunter, yeah. legendary Ron Hunter. Like he's, he's the truth. Like yeah. you good? I was like, y'all talk about money though, <laughs> right? <laughs> I was like, cause I don't know. With sound last minute, you may want to clarify uh, right. all these things. It's like, okay, I'm gonna call you back. I was like, don't, because <laughs> I can't do anything. I'm right. going back to sleep. Right. So, but yeah, man, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to ask you, man, because I think it's more beneficial for you to actually more or less pass the gig to someone else because if you were to borrow or rent someone's speakers exactly they're gonna charge you exactly and then you go do the gig and maybe you're only doing a gig for 50 to 100 bucks after the charge so exactly why not just alley-oop it to somebody else totally yeah. because it's literally gonna be not worth the time or money like i the one thing that that is the blessing like yes money is tight but like it's not, there's not parts of my life that are X'd out because of it, you know? So, like, yes, I don't have the extra gold, do whatever money, but I do have food. We ain't missed a meal. Yeah. The lights is on. Yeah. TV's still working. Hey. You can call me. You know? <laughs> so, so life might be like it is. And But what's funny is this ain't even, like, I've been just dealing with this over the years. Like, every, Somewhere in each year, you know, it's like a, the scorecard on the boxing fight. Sometimes you got some 10s, sometimes you got some 9s. Like, I just had some losses in some months, but overall, I'm doing all right. I'm Floyd, I'm Floyd Mayweather out here. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something I love. I get to DJ. I, a multitude of things that I never thought I would even be a part of. So, end of the day, man, I try to stay positive. You know me. Positive Kev. But, positive vibes, brother. But it was, man, so he, let me say this real fast and we can move on. Yeah, yeah, on. yeah. So, 
Now I know the times of the event, right? So I'm sitting there, <laughs> and since and since about that five thirty six range, I hadn't talked to nobody. I had got a call from Marshall that I missed, and my and I'm so p I'm so to that I'm like I'm po that I'm like look, I'm gonna call right back and just get this get this done because I'm still trying to get this lock off. So I called back. He didn't answer. I left a voicemail. I'm like, I don't know if you've been talking to Faith all day, but I ran it all through. You <laughs> sure been talking to me. <laughs> ran it all through. Left him the voicemail. Told him who Ron was DJing. Da, 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 da. So then I hit up Faith like about 6.37, like everything going okay, everything locked in, like making sure it's cool. She like, Marshall's handling it is how, is how I felt the response came. So I'm like, I ain't replied back. I ain't calling nobody either. <laughs> so then... It's probably like 9 p.m. I'm like, you know, I done, I done greeted 10 parents at the door, dropping off their kid, looking at me like, you sure you ready for this tonight? Dun, 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 dun. You know who you uh, invited, right? My child is crazy. That's how I be feeling these parents was looking at me. So I'm greeting parents, and I realize, like, oh, man. So I text, I text Ron. I'm like, everything going okay? No response. <laughs> right at midnight, I just get great. From Ron. So I'm like, must have been a good night. Like, hallelujah. So hopefully, I still don't know what happened. I don't know no details. I it's funny you did that because <laughs> I did the same thing. <laughs> Normally, you know, when you guys first went over to the new spot, I text Faith, I text you, like, how's it going? What it look like? Everything straight? Because where you guys are now is right around the corner from where I am. So mm-hmm. if anything was needed, I could pop over there and see what's popping or whatever. But uh, this go around. I ain't asked no questions. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and sit this out. Ain't like I ain't going to see her on Monday. Right. <laughs> Why? It's over and done with. Exactly. I can't do nothing now. Why exactly. hear the same story twice? Exactly. That's so how I feel. <laughs> I'm like, with the day, I hadn't, hadn't ate nothing. I was tired. I'm at this party that I didn't want to even really, <laughs> to be honest, deal with 12, 10-year-olds that 10-year-olds do musicallys and scream. And, oh, my God, it was terrible. So I was just so over the day, bro. I was so over the day, and I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm not the, like, I'm not the guy that's just gonna be like, I can't be there and blow you off. Mm-hmm. And I care more about, I care more about my relationships than I even do the money that I get from these gigs. So I even took the time, you know. I feel like it's not, you know, it wasn't necessarily my responsibility, but it was my issue. So yeah. I made it my responsibility to help out and find somebody because I talked to like five, six different DJs with. And I'm and I'm 0 for five, and then <laughs> all of a sudden Ron calls. So shout to the OG Ron Hunter, man. I hope I still don't know, but I hope the <laughs> night went great. I hope hope everybody was satisfied with what happened, and uh, hopefully it don't happen again. Man. That's all I can say. Oh, wasn't no man. wasn't planned. It was just life, man. And life happens, man. These things just, happen, man. Sometimes you can't just you can't just bully life. You gotta take that shot. Hey, man. Keep going. Like they say, it is what it is, Mm -hmm. man. Now, you mentioned you had an appointment down at the VA, right? Yeah. We got a government shutdown happening tomorrow. It's actually underway right now. It's still underway. They're supposed to be trying to. The next next vote is 1 a.m. tonight or Monday morning, 1 a.m. So, government shutdowns, man. One of the parents that dropped his kid off, he worked for the base. And he dropped it off. He dropped, he dropped her off. And the first thing he said to me, he was like, I'm going to be off on Monday. I'm going to have a couple extra days. Da, 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 da. He talking cold shit. Like, yeah. So I get Friday and the Monday. Like, he like, me and the wife about to have fun tonight. You know what I mean? <laughs> every, every couple that came over had that smile on their face. Like, we appreciate you, brother. So I'm laughing at that. But when you think about it, man, these government folks, man, the last, this, these furloughs, 
like okay, so imagine somebody like me. There, there's, I'm not the only one that lives, you know, with with, with struggles. You yeah. Know? So I always say, like, a lot of people, unfortunately, live life where you have one huge bad day and it becomes bad, bad, bad. Snowball effect. Yeah. It, it, your your days just become bad. So people that might live check to check or might not have savings or or you know rely on that one particular check to make it to the next check. And without that one check, I don't have nothing else to help me. I don't have a credit card. I don't mm-hmm. have this. I don't have that. Like. Like I'm that guy. I've, I've never. I've, I had one credit card in my life. I had it for about a year. I was getting out of control with it. I paid it off, and I didn't do nothing else with it. I know that's not right for your credit, but I would rather not do something right for my credit than ruin it. Yeah. So I stopped it because I know me. I was like, yo, I need to have these shoes for this gig, <laughs> and then I'm black buying, tie, black tie, black tie. I'm spending more money for the clothes that I'm spending on what I'm making on this gig, yeah. and like I didn't want to. I, 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 when I'm ready for it, I'll get it. And I know me, I'm not ready for it. So I ain't I ain't on it. So I don't have a credit card to help me in, in bad Fridays. I don't, I don't, I don't, so I either got to drop the cash out the savings or whatever or spend the gig money that I'm about to go make on the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's always something, man. But the government shutdowns, they, they can affect people. I saw on the news that the last one they had in 2013, they had over 600 families a day showing up to food pantries in the Fairborn area. Yeah, man. So, mm-hmm. what, what is exactly a furlough for people that don't know? Basically, there's 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 different. So, the furlough itself means the, certain parts of the government are not going to get paid until until the strike is over and then they then they back pay. Okay. okay. So you will get your money eventually. It's just not right now. Right. So, but mortgage is still due on the first. <laughs> and, and then they have this thing they like to throw around called essential personnel. Yeah. So the you know hospital workers, the people that keep the base safe, the TSA. people that run the base, the leaders of the units, and people that you know most people might not most people might know this, but you know Wright Pat is a leader in the Air Force. Like mm-hmm. Wright Pat has some divisions of their of their you know grounds that impact the entire military impact the entire air force that make changes and make rules and regulations for the entire air force. Like there's some big wigs there. Yeah. So some of these people are essential to where they can't just be not at work, but they can affect you with, if you're active duty, like there's different parts of it that can affect you. Like for instance, the post office, there's different funding for that. So like you're going to get your mail still, and that's not going to happen. The VA they come from a different pot of money, so they get they get two year cycles as far as budgets. Okay, so they're not affected like 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 right parks Pat and recreation right. places, yeah. Smithsonian's and all those you know national parks, national museums. Those are the places that like I saw a story, man, it's sad as hell. This dude from Northern Ohio, I believe, was turning a hundred years old, World War II vet, and had a pretty dangerous job in the in the World War II era. Was coming to the, the museum on Saturday oh, to no. celebrate his hunter's birthday. No, no, don't tell yeah, me that, dog. I, and and it, they closed at like noon. Come on. So unless bruh. he got there, unless he got there in the morning, I don't. I haven't heard what happened. I just know that that was the story. They weren't sure they were gonna be able to get in there. So someone celebrating their hunter's birthday can't can't come to the museum or that's they fucked had up. A Boy Scout unit from Muncie, Indiana, that drove down to. It was like perfect weather for. Some like snow training, but it was gonna be fifty degrees, so it wasn't like terribly cold for them. So people came to a park here in the area, and they were going there on Sunday for some training. And like, mm. like you, people just think for us, we live around it. It's just the museum, like yeah. it's just the Air Force Museum. Like, like people come. It, it, it is a for like my people that don't live in the area but love the military. Yeah, 
it is something that they will travel here for. Absolutely. Um, we do something there uh, at our Air Force Base Museum mm-hmm. um, with the Reds every year, which is actually coming up. It's called the Reds Caravan. They bring uh, prospects that are going to be brought up to the Reds, the Reds GMs, mm. Marty Brenneman. He's up there, you know what I'm saying, signing autographs, kissing babies and all that mm-hmm. type of thing. So, you know, every year that we're up there, we're like in one of those big hangars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always walk around because, like, they always have a new display. And, like, it's cool to check it out. Like, wow, like, yo, this plane is fucking humongous. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, this is crazy. Like, this actual plane was in, you know what I'm saying, Vietnam or, right. you know what I'm saying, just displays. And they have talk about this Tuskegee Airmen exhibit. Mm-hmm. It's just a cool thing to check out at least once in your that's, life. You that's know like right up my alley. Like, as much as I've been there, it's like, like it's not somewhere that I frequent. But, like, I take my kids there probably, we've gone, I'll say once every two years, I would say at least we pop in there and see what's changed. Maybe go see an IMAX movie in there or something. You know, like They have some different experiences in mm-hmm. there that you don't have to do it all in one day, but it's something you, you can enjoy your day doing. Yeah. You know, so it's these furloughs, man, they can really impact people and they impact, and it's just overall this Adults being yeah, it's about terrible about man. a wall. It's about <laughs> yeah. letting people in and out of the country with DECA. It's it's a it's a really sad situation, man, because you have a bunch of grown up adults who just don't want to speak to each other. And it's not just all Republicans. It's not all just Trump. And it's not all Democrats. Mm-hmm. It's it's both parties. It's it's the Democrats. Honestly, they they're fucking with Trump. Yeah. And Trump's fucking with them. Yeah. And Trump's an asshole. So they're beefing. And the way they, it's a standoff. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we're going to have to shut down the government. And then it's like, well, let's see then. Well, then see then, nigga. Let's go. <laughs> right. So it's, then that's it turns into that versus the issues we're dealing with. I, absolutely, man. And and these and these uh these cutbacks and furloughs and people not being at work, it really affects people um across the country, obviously. Yeah. But it definitely affects people in Dayton because of right Pat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's a ton of people. It's the number one employer in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, like like your man's that dropped off his daughter at your daughter's birthday party. Yeah, he's happy on Monday that he's gonna be off. Yeah. But come two weeks. Exactly. He and that's, be like, and that and that was the when he when he picked her up the next morning, some more news, you know, the, the shutdown Friday hadn't they hadn't had that last vote yet when he dropped her off. Mm-hmm. So then he come pick her up Saturday morning. We on hour six of the shutdown. You know, it has started over the weekend. So he like, oh, I was kind of just playing about that Monday. But uh, <laughs> it's like I might be off off. But then he said he essential personnel, so he'll oh, be okay. at work. One thing I want to mention about that. Usually when this happened in the past, year after year after year, when these things have happened. Have happened one in uh, 2013 when President Obama one, was like, in office. Yeah. So they usually have these exemptions that they make sure that are at least get signed to where – you know, our military folks will still get paid or the disabilities and retirements of military people will still go out. That's what I wanted to ask you about. All those, like some of these different pots that shouldn't be affected. Our issues shouldn't affect all the people that have done all this good for our country, basically. So they make these exemptions. Well, that hasn't happened yet. Oh. These exemptions ain't been signed like, like, like they normally have been in the past. So the issue becomes now... You might actually have active duty military folks that aren't getting their check on February 1st. Excuse me. You might have a <laughs> killer Kev here who already didn't get a full check on January, might not get none of his money that he, that you know, like, I'm not 100% sure it's coming. You know, so Gotta my- take care of our military, My man. disability money, my school money that I get to, that has allowed me to leave my job to, to, to do school, you know, 
hopefully it come on the first. One thing I do have to have the backup to is my bank. Shout to USAA. They send me an email that they're going to still help us out on the first if something happens. They're going to basically give us the loan on the, on the fact that they know the government is going to get back together eventually and yeah. then that back pay will cover what we cover you. So they're going to help help us out if needed. So that's a good they said, don't worry about it. Your money going to be there on February 1st, whether it's from us or from them. So, Dope. Dope. so that was a nice email to get from the bank, man. So I did also see the Armed Force Network mm, wasn't going to be playing the games today. They're not going to. Whoa. Pe- pe- and, and people are going to realize. Now that's a damn problem. <laughs> think about this. My entire unit of, I'll say, 185 people with another three units. When we came back from Iraq, you spend a month or so in Kuwait getting ready to go home. So you're cleaning your equipment, packing stuff up for the for the long haul flight back home. It ain't like you just like you're in line to leave with other units. Yeah. You know, like you, you there's other units that are on week 2 of this or week 3 of this or about to leave tomorrow type stuff. So all these people are in this area, this base, there might only be a tent or two that you will walk into and a picture the fair tent, the huge fair tent where mm-hmm. you can have multiple tables, you can have big screen, you know, TVs, whatever. You might only have one of those two in the area. And the Air Force Network is the one that guides you to these sporting events and these channels because it ain't like you just got this network over there setting yeah. up for you. Yeah. So for them to be off, it ain't just affecting people that's at work in the in the in Alaska that don't have good reception and that, but they got the Air Force now. You know, yeah. it ain't affecting just them. It's affecting the morale of people fighting for us over there too. Yeah. So Little things like that, man. I that mean, goes a long yeah, way. Take it, your mind off of what's going you, on. Watch the game. You worked all week and watched death or watched, you know, war and whatever else you got going on. You look forward to the, the, them eight hours where you can just take off your rank and take off your top and just shoot the shit with the guys and watch the game and wish you had some beer and wish you had a cigar and wish you had, you know, yeah, <laughs> those, I mean, shoot, those conversations get you through like the, next, the next one. And if what if you a fan of the teams <laughs> like yo A- AFC chip <laughs> NFC chip you, like. you from you from <laughs> Jacksonville we've been trash for the eternity and we actually have a chance probably not gonna win but we got a yeah. chance to play for the Super Bowl and you telling me we're not gonna have it for the troops or are you serious we could be the first team to have a home game. For the Super Bowl, Bruh. Minnesota got it all on the line, too, because they could really be playing at home in two weeks. Man, they got to do better by the <laughs> troops, man. You know, hear all this, respect the country, respect the troops, mm-hmm. stand for the flag. And that's Get the, these boys this game, man. Get I, these uh, men and women this game. I've never let go, of it, let, let go of this comment because it was so near and dear to me, but I still remember Trump saying, we're going to help these vets. And people was holding on to that as a reason to vote for him. Mm. We at year one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might have got an extra $27 on your net pay. Yeah. Is that to help you really need it? Yeah, I saw something <laughs> that's crazy, man, because, uh, you know, the stock market is up. Yeah, stock 26, market is up. 20, 25K, 26K. Yeah, man, stock market is up. But the United States Steel Workers Union is pissed because all these jobs that were promised and all these things that were promised yeah. to them aren't coming to fruition. And uh, the next up is the Coal Miners yeah. Association Union or whatever. They're next up to be pissed off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the thing about the stock market is it's the rich getting richer. Yep. They but just, the, they, the average working man that works still works in steel and coal, they're not reaping the benefits yeah. of this. And I do believe there is some truth to a trickle-down theory 
believe yeah, it or not, yeah. there is some truth to that. I'm not going to say that I 100% believe in it, but there is some truth to yeah. it. But, you know, Trump's friends are getting their pockets lined. Yeah. They're, they're good to go. To me, that trickle-down effect happens to, you know, you might you might feel better or have a— or have forgotten about this day three years from now mm-hmm. and reaping those benefits. It might take yeah. some time for that benefit to come to you from the top to the bottom. But, you know, like you say, I feel like they just throwing money back alley-oops, bro, and, yeah, and to, to each other, you know. Yeah. <laughs> get that bag, get terrible, the bag, get man. the bag, man. One more thing before we slide up out of yeah. here, man. Yeah. Something that is sweeping social media <laughs> again no <laughs> these, these 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 i don't even know how to say this uh, but i'll sound creepy sex robots hey bro let me tell you something <laughs> i knew you was gonna let be me, the one let me tell you something i've been showing the wife every funny video i could come across this last week keep it up now keep it up yeah these <laughs> i have heard some valid questions about cleaning the dolls and things that i don't understand yet but just on the look Tax return eighteen hundred for some of these cheeks I'm seeing. Hey, bruh. Hey, hey. Let me tell you something. The the one chick that might be locked in the storage unit too. The one chick with the gray hoodie on. <laughs> she thick as hell, son. I saw one with a Latino thing. It looked like her spine wasn't even there. It was just cheeks, and she was looking back at it, and it was it was multiple positions. And man, let me tell you, it was them things is looking. Looking like I can see where oh my I can see somebody with some with, with some dollars and you know the lonely the lonely bachelor that got a good job. <laughs> Man, I can, I can see cat <laughs> like that's been married before mm-hmm. and just like you know what I ain't like you know maybe like forty married divorced like you know what I ain't getting back into this dating scene. Yeah, I'm about to go ahead and drop three stacks on this. <laughs> This doll and, and keep it moving. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? I ain't ain't no more dinner for twos. It's dinner for me. Right. <laughs> I was watching something on TV with the wife, and you know, about about midweek, the jokes have been flying as far as for me. Like anytime, like I ask her, you know, what's for dinner or what time we having dinner, and then that time coming, dinner ain't done. I walk in there with the picture of the video. Like I'm telling you, man, this can happen. <laughs> This can it's happen. real out yeah, here in the field. Like, <laughs> it's real out here in the field. Like, yo, like, the biggest advocate of this whole thing that I've seen at least is Lil Duval, man. man. He's going <laughs> in. Yeah. I'm talking about in, dog. Like, yeah, every hilarious. other post is about this damn dog, man. And I can't even front, man. Like, yo. Like, <laughs> look at this yeah. one, dog. I thought it was the real deal. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. That. Like, like that's not real. That's not that's not real booty. <laughs> it don't. Yeah, and, and it, man, listen, all all the there's more pros than cons with that thing. <laughs> I'll just say that, man. There's, there's way more pros than cons, man. That could that could really be the the thing that saves America, man. Like, <laughs> talk about making like, America great. You might again. be on your way to making a really bad decision, right? And then have have ten minutes with that thing. You might just. Uh, Save maybe, your marriage. Maybe tomorrow I'll, I'll, I'll do dirt or I'll do bad. Or, that thing can save your life, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I, I mean, I personally don't have room for one <laughs> in my life because uh, I can't. I, I got kids, so I can't just be <laughs> on round three with the doll and and the, and the nine year old just pop in the room. Like I, I don't have room for that in my life. But if I, you know, if I was single, if I had the dollars, I ain't. 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't shun the idea. Hey man, anybody <laughs> kill one, I commend you. Hey, I, I wouldn't I shun the you. Idea. Like I somebody think... gonna give one just for the laugh. Oh, oh that, yeah. Like that I know. Like somebody, <laughs> somebody gonna give one just for the laugh. Matter of fact, if you thinking about getting one, you know, you could PayPal it. I'm sure mm-hmm. they're gonna have uh, payment plans on them boys. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Twenty nine ninety nine a month. Just check out the cleaning options, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Lots of bleaching. Yeah, if you if soap and water. Some of y'all have problems pulling out with humans, so. <laughs> I can only imagine the problems you're gonna have with this thing. So, oh man, there it is. Ninety episodes. You can't make this up. Podcast. Uh, we actually got the homie Donnell Rollins on the pot as well. Had yeah. a chance to chop it up with him on Ashley Friday. Larry. Yeah, I'm rich, bitch. So uh, we gonna make room for that right now. And uh, you know, anything else you want to put out there, man, man? Always, we appreciate the love y'all. So, y'all show for us, man. Shout to Old Peasy. He always Absolutely. checks in with me, man. He always. Stay up on the content. Shout out to DeMarco and Izzy, of course. Bars and Beyond always holding us down. Yeah. Gym City Podcast. What up, dog? Follow us at You Can't Make This Up Podcast. On that IG. Mm-hmm. We out, man. Till next week, man. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Here's Ashy Larry. The one and only Donnell Rollins, a.k.a. Ashy Larry, is back I'm in the city. Bitch. Yes, indeed, that's man. It's like autopilot. So I wake up. That's like my snooze. I wake up. You sleeping? No, I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> I have to do that all the time. Shout out to everybody in Dayton, Ohio. I want to start off by saying, O-H-I-O. Black people don't say it the same as white people. White people say it a lot longer. <laughs> O-H, white people like, I-O. Oh, Black man. Black people like, I-O, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good with that. But I'm happy to be here, bro. You got a little connection to the city, man, because you were in the Air Force, right? I was in the Air Force. Is this an Air Force base here? Yeah, man, right, Pat. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was in the Air Force for four years. I wasn't the best airman, if you want to say. I did four years. I got out before they kicked me out. <laughs> And I, I was in the Air Force. The Air Force is not the, the, the most gangster branch. Okay. The Marines, when you ever you hear somebody talk about Marines, all you hear is, the Marines got the dope song from the halls of Montezuma. The Air Force song, fight song, was super, let's say, uh, sexually challenging. <laughs> the it's Air a new Force, era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say sexually challenging. The Air Force song was, it started off like this. Off we go into the wild blue yonder, climbing high. That is not as gangsters from the halls. No disrespect to anybody in the Air Force, but they need to change the fight song. <laughs> Why don't you write on one, man? I will. I'll do that. I'm a, I, I, you know what? I never thought about that. But now that you said that, I think I might do that. I'm going to remix the Air Force fight song. Now, my man holding the camera right now, my man A. Dizzle, he has never... Oh, this that camera is old as hell, son. He has never what? Please don't tell me this. Tell me, please go ahead, tell, tell, what? He's never seen The Wire. Well, yeah, I thought he was gonna say never seen Chappelle's show. I would have still been upset about it, but The Wire is one of those dope shows. Yes, sir. Um, uh, Entertainment Weekly or whatever they had an article like maybe three years ago, the top hundred shows in the history of television, and the Chappelle show made the list and The Wire made the list. Super dope, man. And I was like this, I can die right now. To be a comedian that has some type of acting chops to have been in The Wire and The Chappelle Show is dope. He's never seen a wire. You know why? He don't pay his cable bills, huh? (laughs) Yo, who has not seen The Wire? This guy. That's this guy, person. man. It's a great show. You should check it out. And if, you've, if you're if you a fan of The Wire, people that are really fan of The Wire are people that are fans of David Simon. Yes. And before The Wire, there was a show called The Corner. Yes, sir. I don't know if you remember that, yes. but Charles Dutton was the director. I think it was in 1998. It won three Emmys, Best Director, Best Screen, whatever. But The Wire was a spinoff of 
the corner. Yeah. I was in the corner. I played a heroin addict on the corner. And then I played uh, Senator Clay Davis' assistant in The Wire. Had that bag. And he, I had the bag. <laughs> I get, you know, this is a funny thing. So Dominique West, Detective McNulty. McNulty, yeah. He's on the show, but he's also was a director of some episodes also. Okay. So the episode I was in when I told him um, he trying to criminate me, um, we were, I was reading it, and he came up to me and said, he was like, Donnell, I don't, I don't think you're playing it right. He was like, I think you really want to put this guy away. You want to put him away. You want to get him up forever. Right? I was like, I don't know where you from, McNulty or Dominic, <laughs> but where I'm from in the hood, you don't snitch. <laughs> right. And if you snitch, you don't snitch with excitement. <laughs> You're not like, oh, my God, go to jail forever. You're, you're, the, the thing when I was dealing with me trying to figure out how I was going to play that was um, I don't want to snitch, but I don't want to go to jail more than I don't want to snitch. So I had to play it in a way like, man, I don't want to do this, but guess who's not going to jail? And then when I explained to him, he's like, I think you're right. I'm like, thank you, Blake. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. But, I, I live but, this life. I know what it is about. Exactly. But whenever I hear someone say, say to me, I love you in the wire, it already identifies them as an intellect. Because people that like the literature and like to read, they love the wire. Love the wire, but that's, man. It was one of those shows where you don't. You didn't really know exactly what the fan base was. You had like white people that loved it, black people that loved it, politicians that loved it, thoughts that loved it, <laughs> gangsters that loved it. For some reason, everybody had something that they could connect with on that show. It was a dope show. Man, what, what else you got in the works, man? I know you're on the road a lot, man. What else I'm you got going on? I'm just trying to eat, man. Just trying to live, trying to provide. I'm a new dad. Okay, well, congrats. I'm not really new dad. I'm an old dude with a new baby. That's what I am. And I know so because all my friends' kids are a lot older than my son. Like, <laughs> a lot older. I realized I was planning my son's first birthday party. I called one of my buddies. I'm like, yo, you think your son could come to my son's first birthday party? He was like, if he can get off work. <laughs> So, you know what I'm saying? I was like, all right. You know, and it's messed up because, like, my friend's kids got kids. So I was like, did you think your son's son can come to my party, son? I'm at my son's first birthday party with my friend's grandkids. And, you know, kids ain't, you can beat this. Kids ain't shit, right? I'm on the playground. They like this. What's up, grandpa? I'm like, I'm his goddamn father. And I'm I'm, I'm going back. I turned to him. I was like, you don't even know your dad, son. So, but that's it, like, like, that's like, two, my son's two and a half years old. I'm enjoying dad life. I've been on the road real heavy, been doing a lot of stand-up. Uh, to be quite honest, I'm not really a working actor. Like, I'm a road dog. Mm -hmm. So anybody, my fan base, it's it's it, it, it's grown because of people that see what I've done as a stand-up comic for years. So I'm out here. I'm doing a show. I got the Funny Moves Tour that just started. Um, I did a spoof of Cardi B's song, Bodak, Bodak Yellow. <laughs> yeah. Um, my verse is, I don't got a gram. I make funny moves. I don't got a gram. I make funny yeah. moves. That is the theme of this tour. As much as social media is the thing, as much as people have million of follow, followers or whatever, the most important part of being a stand-up is being good as a stand-up comic and being able to bring it on stage. And that's what my tour is about, funny moves. Forget all like the likes and everything, and you need them, yeah, and they help. But who's gonna go up there and give you pound, be one of pound for pound one of the best comics in the country, and give you a show from forty five minutes to an hour of all jokes? 
So and the rumors her. about you having two Instagram accounts. Charlamagne <laughs> said that I don't have that. I got a I got a person that works my means, beauty humor. He we come up with ideas together. This dude is is so funny. Like I wake up in the morning. And in my inbox, I have three or four memes of something happened while I was in my sleep. And this guy makes it happen. I don't have two Instagram accounts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Charlemagne the God is a hater. He's on the station in the yes, morning, sir. right? He's so goddamn disrespectful. The whole Breakfast Club is disrespectful. That's why in my video, I smacked all three of them. In my video, I smacked all three of them, right? And everybody's like, why did you smack Angela Yee? Because she's a part of that team. <laughs> that's but I will your say, girl. That's my girl. I've been on that show. Like I, I, I think I'm probably the most interview, interviewed person. Yeah. And like our thing was always been like, uh, Charlamagne always tried to question if I'm funny or not. And I was so excited about the last interview I did because this is after Charlamagne came to see me at Radio City Music Hall. Mm -hmm. And when, when I tell you I ripped that stage, I was open for Dave... The dopest residency ever. Some of the biggest names in comedy is there. Charlamagne, at the end of the show, he was like, yo, you funny? I'm like, yo, son, I where the this. hell you been? <laughs> I do this. But you could tell the last interview, like, that's my family. I've worked with all of them in some capacity. I used to do radio. But that's my family. We have fun. And Charlamagne, the, I hate calling him the God. <laughs> See? <laughs> Charlemagne the devil. <laughs> knows what the real deal is. I bring fire on that stage. So if you love me on The Wire, if you love me on Chappelle's show, if anything I did, I guarantee that you become a, a Uber fan if you come check me out doing live stand-up. This whole Netflix revolution that's going on right now. Yeah. You got your man's Dave Chappelle, you got Marlon Wayans doing stuff on there, but we got news just broke. Monique, she's a little upset. Because she only got offered half the money that those guys got offered. So she wants people to boycott Netflix. What's your thoughts on that? Man, Monique, I love her. I started in a comedy game with her. And, and, and the thing about it, I love her. You you position yourself to be get back in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was an Oscar. I, I just don't know what happened where people start messing with her. I just, just want Monique just to be funny. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Everything doesn't have to be a boycott. You don't have to be upset about everything. I know um, that, yeah, there's only a certain amount of Dave Chappelle's. Yeah. There's only a certain amount of Chris Rock's. And I don't think it has anything to do with, like, male or female. I think it has to do with, like, what your brand is and what your name is. Like, people keep saying, Donnie, when are you going to get a Netflix special? I don't think that getting a Netflix special, I'm going to get 20 million episodes. I don't know what it would be if they offer that, but... I don't know. You get in where you can fit in until you can do something else. You, 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 and the way you make change and add value is like, go rip your Netflix special, get your money, don't complain about it, and then on the next go around, you get more money. Double up. But like, why are you like, I just don't understand. Like, I love Monique. I just really don't know how to answer that. Yeah. Because I know she's talented. She's dope. She's has a great art. She employs people. But I just want, I would love to see her get back in a position where the world could see where her talents are. Yeah, yeah. And not get it mixed up with, like, protesting or being upset with anything because she's dope. She's one of the baddest to do it. And I want to just say just because she's female, but if you compare her to a lot of females out there, nobody's touching Monique because nobody's honest and as real as her. But so hopefully I find, I hope it'll get to a point where it's not about who getting this, who getting that, and making a point. Yeah. Monique, 
I want to see you be funny, and the world wants to see you be funny. And that would translate to you getting top dollar and top bill on everything that you do. Next time, Don Earl Rollins is in your city. Make sure you definitely go check him out. Again, stand-up is my life. That's how I feed my son, and that's how I'll be able to make enough money to get the cameraman here, a new camera. <laughs> we appreciate that. A new lens, <laughs> and get him the wire on DVD. How <laughs> can people stay in contact with you, man? Don Earl Rollins, everything. D-O-N-N-E-L-L, Rollins like the sports equipment. And if you don't remember that, Google me. Don't believe all that TMZ shit. I'm out there. Love you. <laughs> 